This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe any place you get podcasts, iTunes, podcast app, whatever. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. You can find them archived there. At HeidiHarris.com, which I've recently revamped, you can also find a link to listen to my live radio show, which I do five days a week on 670 AM KMZQ in Las Vegas. I think you, I know you can hear it all over the country on the link there. I'm not sure if you can hear it around the world, but certainly around the country, maybe around the world. I don't know. Anyway, check it out. On my live radio show, I primarily focus on what's going on in Vegas, the governor, the shutdowns, the layoffs, which hotels are going to open this week, which hotels, you know, that kind of thing. And I do some national things on my show. Occasionally I talk about national topics, but my attitude is there's so little local talk radio anymore and Vegas is my hometown. And so I primarily focus on that. It's kind of sad to me too. Sometimes you'll turn on a radio show in another market and all you hear people talking about is national stuff. Well, the heck with that. If I, if you're going to talk national, I can replace you with a syndicated show. Just my opinion. And I know that Vegas is a town that's very unique. There's always something to talk about in Vegas. And that is true especially now. So in fairness, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. The other night I attended an Evangelicals for Trump event that was controversial because we had about eh, five, 600 people in a room that was designed to hold about 1,500 at a hotel called the Ahern Hotel, formerly known as the Lucky Dragon. Now, if you don't know where this hotel is, it's just west of the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas. And uh, I don't know if they have their gaming license yet. I'm not sure. But it had been my first time being there, to tell you the truth. But a lot of folks went. Everybody wore masks. Everybody was checked for temperature and this and that. And the other one, they walked in the door. Okay, fine. Well, right before the event commenced, the city of Las Vegas sent a letter. Now, the mayor is on this letter. It's her letterhead, I guess. But it was the planning director who wrote the letter. I'm not going to read you the entire thing. But basically, they said, with regard to the public event scheduled today, August 6, 2020, a determination has been made that this gathering for over 50 persons will be in violation of the governor's current directive for public and private gatherings, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Your compliance is mandatory, blah, 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 blah. And then the last line, your failure to comply with all state directives and notices issued by the city may result in civil fines, license suspensions, and or denial of your impen uh, pending uh, permanent licenses. And once again, I don't know what the status of their gaming license is. Maybe that's what they're threatening. I don't know. Anyway, so a couple hours before the event, this letter came through. I got a text from somebody who was involved in the event. He said they might cancel it, and ultimately they decided not to, which I thought was great. So I went to the event. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. You had Paula White there. You had... Um, a lot of other pastors, some from California, who are not closing their churches down. Ralph Reed from the Faith and Family Coalition. A lot of great speakers. It was a lot of fun. But the governor was mad. He was mad that they basically ignored him. Now, the interesting thing is, if you've been watching this in Vegas, and, and you know, I know everybody's concerned about their own town and whatnot, but in Las Vegas, you can't have more than 50 people at a church, yet you can have... Tons of people in a casino, not supposed to be 50% capacity technically and this and that, but you can have hundreds of people in a casino and there are churches in this town that are as big as casinos. Honestly, there are some that are as big as any particular section of a casino and yet they can have 50% capacity, but the church can't have more than 50 people, which is ridiculous. All right. Completely ridiculous at this point. And it's gone to court. Ultimately, it will go to court for the Supreme Court to take a look at at some point. But it's ridiculous that the governor is turning the screws on the churches. Okay. So we all had a great time. Then 
After the governor got mad about that, the next day he was all upset and dismayed and disheartened and uh, da 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 da. Then they had a Miss Nevada pageant there recently, and they went in and shut that down. And at the end of it, they basically had nobody in the audience. Now, I wasn't at that event, but there was basically nobody there at all by the time they got done. And people had flown in from out of state. You know, they bought tickets, they dressed nice, da 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 da. I mean, enough of this. When is this going to stop? I went to another event over the weekend, and I'm not going to tell you where. A friend of mine retired uh, from a profession, and we had a huge party at a place. Hundreds of people were in this building with no masks on. Two or three maybe had masks, but for the most part, nobody had a mask on. Nobody had to go. There was a sign on the door that said, you know, you uh, obviously you take all the liability for this if anything happens and this and that, which is what should happen. Wouldn't that be ideal if you put that on your, your bar, your restaurant, your store, your whatever, put a sign on there and says, hey, listen, we're not doing masks here. If you want to come in and you feel comfortable, fine, you can't sue us. That's the way it should be. And everybody in this particular place made a decision to go to this event, and they weren't worried about it because, the well, I don't want to say the vast majority of people. There are a lot of people who aren't worried about it, but unfortunately, the people who are all panicked about this stuff are far louder than they should be. And the more I think about it, and I've done podcasts on this before, the tyranny of the terrified, I call it, the more I think about it, the matter I get, because people are starving during the years, their peak earning years, just to protect folks who are over 80 who might have diabetes. Now, those people matter very much to me. They matter, should matter very much to you and society. But they can stay home. We can keep them safe, and that's where the focus should be not on not allowing us to do anything. And our governor was so mad about the fact that the Evangelicals for Trump event went on regardless that he shut down the other thing. I mean, the guy's just getting punitive. I know it's nothing new because that's the kind of person he is. But once again, how are you making people safer? Well, I could still walk around Walmart and places like that when people have coffee filters under their nose. I saw a picture in the newspaper Online, there was a girl who killed a couple of people in a drunk driving accident. She had a mask under her nose in court. Whoops, not wearing her correctly. There are your sister. You see what I mean? Who's, <laughs> who's buying this stuff? I don't know. But people are just tired of it. And when they get a chance to go out, socialize, hug people. I went to another event. I never go anywhere. And I went to a couple of events in the last few days. And another event I went to. Some friends of mine gathered up in the mountains for a big thing. And we were hugging each other, saying hello. Nobody had a mask on. Give me a break. Because people just aren't that paranoid for the most part. I can't speak for everybody. But most people who are common sense aren't that worried about it. I did talk to one guy who was there who had it a couple months ago. And we were kind of exchanging horror stories about how the COVID can be. And yes, it's lousy. I had it. He had it. A lot of people we know have had it. It is a real thing. Nobody's ever argued that. But if you need to stay home because you're concerned, then you should stay home. Absolutely. But if you could die from this, you could probably die from any kind of flu too. So you should stay home and be careful. And the other people should be able to go out and live their lives and not feel guilty. Now, if you live at home with a senior who could get this from you and you could transfer it, then that's another situation also. But, you know, in the case of me and my husband, we don't have kids. We don't have elderly people living in the house. Why should we not be able to go anywhere without having to wear a stupid mask? We both had COVID, so we're not going to give it to somebody. So why are we even, or, or catch it from somebody. So why should we have to wear a mask? That's what I'm saying. I mean, this insanity is ridiculous. And the bars are still closed in Vegas. Maybe you don't care about bars. I'm not a bar person either. Can't tell you the last time I went to a bar. It's not my thing, but it doesn't matter. 
So people are just getting tired of this whole thing. And that's why the Evangelicals for Trump event was so important that they pushed back and they stood up for their rights and they said, no, we're not canceling this. And something else about the Evangelicals for Trump event that was really important is there was very little focus other than Paula White, who's a spiritual advisor to him. And I wasn't, I know who she is, but I wasn't that familiar with her. And she's way more charismatic than my background is. And, you know, no criticism here. I'm just, it's a little, whatever. Really emotional for me. But she did do a great testimony about some of the things that Donald Trump has done, charitable things he's done and things like that that he does not want credit for, has never gone public with. And it was great because she's known him a long, long time, I guess. That was great. But other than that, the entire Evangelicals for Trump event wasn't really focused on Trump. It was focused on the very clear line between a Biden administration that does not respect life, that does not respect religious freedom. It was very clearly focused on the difference between Biden and Trump. That's the difference. It's not about Trump being the Messiah. It's not about Trump being our savior. He's not our savior. He's never been our savior. And we Christians know better than that. And I remember somebody talking to me. I was at some event speaking before Trump was elected. And she stood up. She said, Trump's going to save us. I said, no, he's not. Because if he had the power to save us, he would also have the power to destroy us. And only God has that. So, no, this wasn't about worshiping Trump. It was about clearly delineating the difference between a Biden administration and a Trump administration. And it was a great event to attend. And I'm so glad they pushed back. And there was one uh, district attorney in San Luis Obispo in California who has now declared a sanctuary state for churches. He said he won't prosecute any churches in his county. Good for him. More and more churches are standing up and they should, you know, as long as we'll just pick Christianity here because that's my faith. As long as Christians have existed, they've had to push back against authority. They've been told you can't preach in the streets. We're going to kill you. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to behead you. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Okay. Christians have always had to push back, and we're going to have to continue to do that to maintain our rights. But I can tell you something right now. They're certainly not going to be maintained under a Biden administration. So when people look at the differences between Trump and Biden, whether Trump's a perfect person or not, we know he's not. He tweets things and we go, oh, why did you tweet that? We all do that with him. And several of the speakers acknowledge that at this Evangelicals for Trump event. But he's a whole lot better than anything Biden would bring in. Because remember, a Biden administration isn't about Biden. It's about somebody else pulling the strings behind the scenes. Who's it going to be? Nancy, Chuck, Bernie, AOC? We don't know, do we? And that's the scary thought. So I'm glad they pushed back. Too bad, city of Las Vegas. We'll keep you posted on any other events like that. But that's what we have to do. We're going to have to start taking back our rights because they are taking more. The government officials are taking more and more and more rights away from us every single day. We just should not tolerate it. We're losing our rights to protect a tiny, tiny percentage of people who could, for the most part, protect themselves by staying home and staying away from these situations. And one final thing. If you go to Walmart or places like that, and I saw a video and I posted that on the HeidiHarris.com page of this woman who was at Walmart screaming at some teenage kids, telling them, you're going to kill us all. You're really going to put your life in the hands of people at Walmart who don't even wear underwear? Really? Are you? Wow. If you are really that afraid, really that afraid, that you're going to go out and get something, then don't go out. It's pretty simple. You can order pretty much everything you need online, my friends. Have them drop the bag off on your porch, fumigate it if you need to. Oh, my gosh.
It's getting crazy. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me for my live radio show, five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ. All that information is at HeidiHarris.com and also archives of my podcast. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 